Hello, my name is Jeff Hall, and in this podcast, we're going to explore what it's like, what it takes to become and stay dangerous. I'm going to blend science and spirituality on a quest of becoming the best version of yourself, following in your own footsteps, becoming who you really want to be. Well, I become who I want to be. It's going to be a fun ride. So mount up and come go with me. Well, I am very, very excited for today's podcast. I get to introduce to you, and I I know I've talked about this guy before, but I I get to introduce to you uh, one of my mentors, one of the people that I certainly look up to and uh, would try to emulate, and, and I'm very just glad to have him in my life. Uh, his name is Rick Green, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Rick, and I'm going to let you uh, kind of tell us who you are in, in a quick nutshell, because I, I really want to get to some other things. But before I let you do that, I, I just want to say that this man has has taught me, and he has given me hope for America, and and I am just absolutely thrilled to be here. We're actually at the monument, the the National Monument, the National Monument in in Plymouth and it's the National Monument to the Forefathers and it's 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 a fantastic monument. I I love it. It's the it's actually the world's biggest solid granite monument. And um I guess it's one of the tallest statues and and anyway, I I'm going to put some picture on social media uh, of this monument. If you ever get out to Plymouth, Massachusetts, it's certainly um, it's certainly something that you should see. It's fantastic, and, and I'm glad to be here. I, I was here with him last year. Today is, uh, you know, everybody's talking about Star Wars and, and, and may the 4th be with you and all that stuff, but if you don't know, today is the National Day of Prayer, and he is here with another one of my my people that I'm just glad to to know and and be around uh, Mark Meckler uh, with Convention of States and they are here for National Day of Prayer and it's it's so good to have you here, Rick. Check 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 one two okay and then you can edit that right yeah okay. Hey Jeff, I'm thrilled to be here, man. Just look at that monument, massive, massive, largest granite monument in America, and so much truth right there. We love teaching this thing to folks. I I, I love this monument, and um, I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, you know, I, I have to tell people that the first time I saw Rick was I think like 2007, and I I wanted I wanted to, I don't even know if you still sell this on your your site or the One Nation Under yeah. God. We don't. We don't. You, you don't. You have to. You got to bring it back. You know what? We were just looking at inventory the other day going, hey, you know what? That was our best selling, our number one message for really almost a decade and a half. And uh, honestly, it's all in the Constitution classes. You know, I teach, the, I have all of that material in there. But that, that 50 minutes really is power packed. Is I'm it only thinking. 50 minutes? Yeah. I, I, so I got to tell Depends you. Depends on how many tangents I go off on, you know. <laughs> well, you speak really, you speak really quickly. I love that. But I got to tell you, I still remember I was living in Phoenix and my daughter had to have been, uh, you know, 10 years old. And she literally has a notebook and she kept pausing the DVD. To get the quotes no and stuff, I, it, it's it's amazing. I, I 
do a write-in campaign or something. Get him to put it back on because it is such an amazing. Is America one nation under God? And and I have to I have to give props where props are due. I basically took David Barton's America's Godly Heritage presentation from the late '90s. I learned so much in that. I remember the first time somebody gave me that. I, I was just so blown away, and I took so many of the quotes and 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 I sent the sent the uh, CD to him. Initially, it was just a CD, and I sent it to David. I was like, David, I stole all of this from you. So you know, and, and he's like, No, man, I stole it from the founding fathers. So it's it's all yours. <laughs> well, it, it's an amazing DVD, and that's the first that's the first experience that I had with Rick. Right. That's the, and, and I tell you what, I, I like, um, I was enthralled right from the start. Awesome, so man, good stuff. And then later, obviously you came and I was teaching at a school and, uh, you know, we, we, the, the rest is kind of history. Right. We ended up like, now uh, you've been to the Texas Capitol with me three times. I've been doing to, the oh. military Patriot Academy leadership Congress. And, oh, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Like I said, I, I, I tell people I'm embarrassed because I didn't, I didn't know why the Speaker of the House was so important until I was, I don't know, what, 45 years old? Right. Um, <laughs> they don't teach that in public no, school. Uh-uh. Right? Like, I was public school, so what can I say? Well, you know, we all kind of have this. We, we, I, I had this going into the House, so I, I get elected to serve in the legislature, and I had this image in my mind that we all kind of probably have that, okay, the legislature is where these elected representatives from all over the state, or if it's federal, all over the nation— they all get together and they debate the issues of the day and the best idea wins, right? And then you get there and you find out, no, it's you only debate it if the speaker wants to debate it. Yeah. You only you only get your bill heard in committee if the chairman wants to hear your bill, and you only get to take a vote if the chairman wants to. And so when when you learn that process, you realize why it's so important to really learn how to work the process and 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 be able to actually get something done. And you gotta learn the rules, and it's just there's just so much more to it than we than we think of when we just think of the legislative body. Right. Well, I went back. I did Patriot Academy three times. And, yeah. um, like, if if you don't know what that is, send uh, – and if you have young men and women, I, I – it, I went back three times. I will go every time uh, just because it gives me hope for America. Yeah. I, I love the young men and women that are there. Um, I, I love the other veterans there, of course, right. but I love the young men and women that are there and the difference that you're making. And, um, you know, it's my podcast, so I, obviously I've been talking about doing the classes. We were just there for the groundbreaking. Uh, I've got that on social media and such. Awesome. And so now we have – a place in Texas to go yeah. where it's dedicated to learning and, and, um, well, and, and, and I'll say this about the military Academy too, though, before we move away from that, you, you know, you really helped us do that. I mean, I, I mean, you went three times when we were really trying to figure it out, get it to work right. Um, and, and helped, you know, um, yeah, I was the inaugural class. All, yeah. all, all the way through. And, and I haven't even told you this, but I mean, that thing filled up this year, I think in March we were already full. Uh, that's never happened. And, I, and I so knew that a, because, a, because, because 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 Aaron is is my buddy, right? Who he he's at, at Patriot Academy. Yeah, he's your your right hand man for the the firearms training stuff. But um, you know he he's helping run run. He's like Jeff, you got to sign up. Jeff, and I I tried to make it work, and yeah. it, it just didn't happen. But I just I, wanted you to know that is yeah. that is where it's go, it's 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 we're we're at a, we're at a tipping point right now with Patriot Academy where. All of a sudden, people realize the need for what we're doing. The military, uh, you know, yeah. leadership Congress, obviously. The student one, like you were talking about, getting to watch these sixteen to twenty-five year olds. This summer, for the first time, we're doing one called the Coach Congress. So these are this way anybody of any age, whether you're military or not, can come be a legislator for a few days and actually get to experience from inside the belly of the beast, as I like to say it, what a constitutional republic really is and how it works. 
Yeah. Well, I like I said, I'm I'm a little I'm a little uh, I'm a little embarrassed because I learned so much and and I'm grateful that I was able to right yeah. and and come about that and you know we I, I talked on a, on a podcast and, and some on the social media. I, I love your stories. You're such a storyteller. Um, you know, I was sitting around the fire and um, and we were all talking. And I'm like, you know, I wonder which founding father was the one that was worried about his kids, which founding father had just broken up and, mm. and was which founding father was the jokester. That's good. And, and I'm like, yeah. I got to ask Rick this because I've learned so much about these guys, but just because you dive into it so much, yeah. you, you know, that you, you've read, read their writings and I, I love listening to your stories just because you know, these guys in, and, and these were just normal guys That's that, right. that made a huge difference, right? Like they weren't, some superhuman, right? They were just, uh, they were just, just like, like us. you and I. They were, yeah. they were just like us, man. They and exactly like you're saying, you know, they they were dealing with life's struggles, uh, personal struggles, family struggles, um, you know, and 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 many times had to set that aside to go fight for literally the freedom of of a, of a nation. Uh, and and in many ways, we have to do the same thing. We have to go. Okay, you know, life's not going to stop so that I can go help save the nation. I have to figure out a way to sacrifice some part of whatever I'm doing in my life in order to put more time into quite literally restoring the republic. And and so when when we say lives, fortune, sacred honor, when we say sacrifice for the country, it really does take sacrifice, even if it's sacrificing fun. Like, I, I, I don't say this jokingly. I say to people, you know what? Give up the golf game, dead gummit. You know, four and a half hours every time you go play and the money you spend, give up the golf game for six months and invest that same amount of time in studying the Constitution and hosting a Constitution class and 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 going and working on a campaign to help get somebody good elected. Or give up, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever the hobby is. Um, so you're not, in, in some ways, that's not really sacrifice, but it is if that's your outlet for being able to relax or whatever. And then, frankly, give up some money, right? It's like give up, for some people, and I'm not kidding when I say this, it's time to sell the house and downsize. Kids are gone, you know. Maybe the grandkids come visit now. You got six rooms in the house. Get rid of the make the take that money and go invest it in. No kidding, Patriot Academy, wall builders, candidates. Maybe maybe you go run for office with the money that, that you make make off of that. I just I I know Rick Santorum really convicted me a few weeks ago when he said, you know, whatever you're doing, it's not enough. And nobody here is really sacrificing. And at first, Jeff, I got mad at him because I'm thinking, <laughs> dude, you have no idea, man. I'm like, man, I did 700 media events, uh, media hits last year, 100 live events. I'm making, you know, pennies on the dollar of what I'd make if I was doing a regular, you know, legal career. All, all, all of these things. I'm like, to me, that's sacrifice. But then when he said, think about what the founding fathers gave up. And like you're saying, Jeff, they were normal people like us. It wasn't like they had this, you know, an angel came from heaven and told them, you're Joshua, <laughs> you've been appointed. No, they literally had to weigh the pros and cons of sacrificing things in their life and some of them everything in their life their 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 money their homes their their careers their family i mean some of them gave everything most of them gave some of everything for us man our sacrifice is so small compared to what they did well i i just think about and i i know i told you this uh the other day in text but i was i was on the lexington green yeah and and I was there and and I when I last year last year and um and I th- I thought it was four thirty in the morning, and and I was there the day that I was there was kind of kind of like today is here <laughs> like it's it's overcast and yeah. cloudy and cold and I'm thinking four thirty in the morning these guys were out, I'm sure they'd rather be at home in bed with their wife right or 
or whatever. And I'm like, these were just normal dudes that were meeting up and, and they, and a lot of those guys, uh, you know, eventually gave their life. Right. And they gave everything. And, and, as, and as a veteran, I, I, I kind of internalized that. Well, but. and you get this way better than yeah. I do as someone who served. But think about think about when you're getting up that morning and you've been mustered. You've been called to come out. You've practiced this with, with the guys from your church. But now you know the greatest military power on the planet is going to be lining up against you. And you're going to be outnumbered. You don't realize how much until you get out there. Then you're outnumbered 11 to 1, oh. 800 against 70. But but I I can't even I mean you know when you served you were serving the greatest military power. Oh the yeah, you know yeah, you we were, had the advantage. You had the advantage. <laughs> you were going in almost squishing bugs in a way, right? And and these guys were going out there to be squished. And yeah. I mean they knew that the advantage was on the other end of the Lexington Green, and yet they still got up. They still you know went out in that cold. They still yeah. walked away, kissed their wives, whatever. You know they they left knowing I may not come home today. Yeah, and it's it's just, um, and so I I think that's and part some of, didn't I should say yeah and, and some, some didn't, didn't. Yeah. yeah and and that's part of why I've I've you know I haven't lived in New England very long and I, I love the history here yeah. you can feel it right these were just normal dudes that that stood up and and I really got that feeling with me and my buddies sitting around that fire I'm like you know what this is our version of yeah. Because I have people that listen to the podcast that, that call me up all the time, like, "Oh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Right, right. Things are crazy. How do what? How do what can I do? What can?" And you've already alluded to that. And you know, you know, you know, Brad Stein, right? Oh, I, mean, I love you've, Brad. You've seen yeah. our shows. I think you probably met him at one of our. Deals. I haven't yet. You haven't yet. Okay, I, so, I got You need to get Brad on your podcast. He, he would. He would do it. He, he, he loves <laughs> this stuff. He, I he, was buying his. I got to tell you this real quick yeah, before yeah, you tell the yeah. story. I was buying his uh, DVDs. I saw him at um, what's the um, oh uh, the the marriage the um, the man on fire or, or what I saw him at um, not wall builders I can't think of it no. now anyway um, was it uh, Maxwell man no no um, uh, it was a, it was a men's conference yeah it was a men's conference promise keepers promise oh, keepers yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you yeah I saw he him used at, to do those big arena deals man I saw yeah. him at arena in Phoenix at promise keepers I'm buying his DVDs and I gave him to a friend I never got him back. <laughs> So, but I, I, he's, he's a funny guy and, and, you know, he has some seriousness to what he said. Like, that's the best comics yeah, to me. So yeah. I, I love Brad. Yeah. If, if you can arrange that, I would, uh, I, you bet. I would love no, to meet him. You, you remind yeah. me to do that. He, he's a master at, like you're saying, being funny, but then boom, man, he hits yeah. you with something serious. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and, and he, and that's one of the serious things he does. We do this comedy and constitution show and, and we did 17 of them last year and we, and, and when, when he gets to that part where he, at the very end, when we're closing out, he he basically says, kind of like what you're saying, he's like, just imagine sitting around the fire, and 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 we basically have to look at each other and go, now it's our turn. Yeah. Are 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 we willing to genuinely give whatever it takes to preserve freedom for the next generation, or are we just going to let this thing slip into tyranny? And Jeff, we're not exaggerating when we say that. I mean, we we know this is real. We are facing. Yeah absolute tyrannical control if we let this thing continue all this stuff and, and if you and i had, had this conversation three years ago i'd have said you're a crazy conspiracy theorist but but we are literally facing digital currency con- that will control your actions they they will monitor everything you're doing and if they don't like what you're spending money on they will shut you off they will cut it off we saw them do it to the truckers in canada china does it all the time now that is what our own government is considering and, and now has a study group working on. Uh, we're watching them take the most asinine, ridiculous ideas, like men running around as little girls, believing they're little girls, 
and the president of the United States is parading this guy around and then telling you in your state or your local, even in the rural areas, your local school, you will do the same thing and you will let men go into girls' locker rooms and bathrooms or else we'll take away any federal money. I mean, that's the kind of stuff they're, they're, they're doing. And, and right now it's just we'll take your money. They are, they are also the same people that said if you don't get the vax, we're going to put you in concentration camps. Essentially, is what they, they, they these were. They, yeah. they, and it was oh, yeah. over fifty percent of Democrats when polled that said they would support that. So that that's where we are as a nation. So we are that close to slipping into pure tyranny. And if you study nineteen thirties Germany, you'll see that they were very much like us in the early nineteen thirties. So many things that were going on in their country that are now happening in our country. That is not exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. That's not you know the oh you're being a Nazi. Pull it. You know everybody hates it when you say it. no. That's just history. That's just just real life. But we have something different, and that is that we have a foundation in this country and a core um, a set of principles that the nation was built upon that isn't dead, and it's got enough lifeblood in it that despite the left controlling every institution in America, media, you know, all the, all the journalism, all the entertainment, all of the uh, government apparatuses at the federal and, and the state level, half the pulpits in America, all that, the left controls all of that, and yet we're still a 50-50 country. So that tells you that that, that base, that core loving of freedom and, and holding on to those principles is still alive and well. We're kind of on fumes from what previous generations did, but it's there. And if we can revive that and we can ignite a fire and a love of freedom and liberty, I believe we can save the country, but it's that serious. We have to recognize we're teetering between liberty and tyranny. And the beauty of that, as Ronald Reagan said 50 years ago, I'm glad we don't live in pale and timid times. We live at a time where what we do really matters. And that's more so now than, than when he said it. What you and I are doing, Jeff, with the people that are listening to this, if they're willing to do it, even a little bit, if they'll just give a little bit of their time, a little bit of their fortune, a little bit of their sacred honor, we can save this country, but it's going to take sacrifice and effort. Well, I, I get what you were saying earlier about, you know, if you got to sell the house or whatever, and, and that sounds extreme, but, you know, if, if, if you're a grandparent and you want to make a difference in your, your grandchildren's lives, yeah. really, now is the time and and that I get that I understand that. That's, well, you raised the right, right question too. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people don't move or, or or get motivated when you say, "What's your freedom worth to you?" But when you say, "What's your grandchild's freedom worth to you?" Oh, absolutely, it's a different perspective, right? Um, yeah, I know. I, I introduced you to my Australian buddy. Um, when, oh in yeah, Texas. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, like, like honestly, he's one of the more patriotic. And and you know, he posed to me a question years ago. He had his wife with him. Too, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, they, could, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they immigrated to Texas. Wow. right from yeah. Australia and. Uh, um, he's like, I'm never going back. Like, <laughs> but he, he posed a question to me a, a long time ago. You know, there's what everybody's will tell you what they're willing to, what they want to live for. Right? right. Like whether it's, you know, I want to live to whatever, but he said, you, you don't really know until what are you willing to die for? Mm, that's right. And a lot of people aren't willing to, to die for themselves even, yeah. but they would die for their kids, yeah. their grandkids. And, um, and so that really kind of hits home. I was doing a, we were actually out at, out at the uh, old country and uh, doing a class at Mark Meckler, who's here for the co-sponsoring this, this national day of prayer with me. Um, he asked that question and I'd never had that question posed to me before. Yeah. You know, that, you know, everybody knows what they'd live for. What would you die for? And I had to really think about that. And, you know, of course I think it's easy for us to say, I'd die for my kids. I'd die for my family. You know, I'd die for my, my, my savior. Um, would I die for my country? Would I, would I die for liberty? Would I would I be willing to go fight and die or sacrifice my life so that my children could live in freedom? 
and there could be a place of liberty, even even you know not just for my kids, but 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 for others. And I had to really sit down and think about that. And uh, I don't know, I don't know how many people in America would say yes to that anymore. You know, it's it's I, certainly I, growing smaller. It is, I, I think. I, you know, I and 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 you know, I try to work with veterans, and that's yeah. that's why I have this podcast. I'm trying to wake people up, and and I work with veterans, and and so. That's kind of my my crowd, right? Those right. dangerous men and women who have already done, already put themselves on the line. For Correct, yeah. and and so even some of them, uh, I don't know that they would do that again or whatever, yeah. but a lot of them would. Yeah. And um, and so that's kind of my tribe, and I, I love the, like I said, the veterans track that you have at, at Patriot Academy. It's amazing. And um, well, if I could add one thing to that, I, I had a sense you were about to bring us to a close, so let me let me oh, okay. add before Not you quite. do. Not okay, quite. good. Okay, almost, good. almost. Because okay. because I just wanted to add that that. I think a perspective we have to start thinking about and, and, and that the founders had. And, and again, Mark Meckler is the one that uh, revealed this to me. I've been teaching the Constitution and the Declaration for 30 years. I've been, I, mean, I quote the Declaration all the time, and I'd never noticed uh, what he pointed out to me. And he, and he said, you know, when they signed and they, and they were willing to pledge their lives, their fortune, sacred honor, it wasn't to the country. It wasn't to even uh, the ideals in the Declaration. Yeah. They said, we mutually pledge to each other oh yeah and i thought man that's you know because you know what we don't know if america is going to survive this next wave of of tyranny we may split as a nation we may split into multiple nations we may who knows i'm a student of history i have to sometimes step back and say i'm going to look at this not emotionally but just historically and factually and say okay what are the kind of war game it out you know and say what could happen and uh, all of that and when, when i do that then i say okay yeah that now i need to realize i need to be saying jeff i pledge to you my life my fortune my sacred honor and we pledge to each other and then then you basically have a band of brothers. You have a, a, a very much like you guys had in the military. You were fighting for the nation, but you're really fighting for each other as well. And and we, that's hard for people outside the military to understand. But I think they're starting to get that as they see the threat of tyranny and they see the threat of of, of people literally taking their kids. I mean, when you have yeah. when you have the you know some state agency saying if if you don't let your kid do the hormone thing and transition and all this kind of stuff, we're going to take them from you. And states saying. To the kids, if you run away and come to our state, we'll transition you and, and your parents not know about it. I mean, that's how far we're going. And right now it's the transgender thing. Who knows what the next thing will be that they'll use to take the kids. And, and we all know from, you know, Stalin and Hitler and all the rest, if they can control, you know, education and control the kids, they they get the country. Well, you actually you actually listened to a speech I gave the other day, and, and I said— and and, and and you liked it. Oh, I, I I'm going to give you credit once, but then I'm using the, it from now on. Okay, <laughs> you can use it. You can use it. You can, that's fine. Um, but but I said in, in the speech, and I just it, this it's what I say uh, the tyranny Tyr- toddler. T- tyranny toddler. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. where we're at, right? And yep. I think that's what the the whole COVID stuff was about. They're they're trying to push people to see how far and the digital currency and and yep. all of this stuff. It's growing up. Yeah. It's going to be a teenager. That's right. And if, if you've had teenagers, that's a rough, <laughs> that's a rough time. And, um, well, you know, and, and that's what that it, it works both ways. Liberty and freedom requires, uh, I think most people pronounce it probably maturation, but maturing, uh, in the same way tyranny does. And, and so, you know, you go back to, and we teach this in the constitution classes in, in 1761, a guy named James Otis gave a speech five-hour speech. You think my speeches are long, Jeff. Uh, five-hour speech on writs of assistance and how they empowered the petty tyrant to come into your home 
for any reason they wanted. And basically, it's, it's the old Stalin or communist thing of show me the man, I'll show you the crime. They would they would come in and find something at some point. It's what, it's what actually led to the Fourth and Fifth and Sixth Amendments. And so James Otis gives this rip-roaring speech about how evil writs of assistance are and, and how it has to end. And John Adams was in the crowd, and he wrote about it later and said it was in that moment that independence was born and 15 years later reached adolescence and came to maturation, became mature, and 1776 would declare our independence. I tell that story to say nothing new under the sun, all the things that they're doing now, the FBI raids, without I mean, all the stuff they're doing, I mean, to pro-life leaders, to the president, I mean, all this stuff, Those that's the same stuff that James Otis gave that speech about. In fact, when you read the speech, you're like, wow, that, that fits today. Uh, it took 15 years for the nation to really understand how evil this was and to finally put an end to it, or even to begin to really fight against it. It was another 15 years before you had the Constitution. So really 30 years from 1761, if you think about it, from uh, to, to 1791, when you actually have the Bill of Rights in place, everything's ratified and we have what we have, have now. All of that to say, these things take time. And we have to have long-term vision and say, I'll do my part today, even if I'm dead tomorrow, I'm doing my part, I'm planting trees, that I may not enjoy the shade of, but my kids will. Yeah. I, I love, people ask me a lot, you know, they're like, they're, they're scared. They see the, the government tightening control. And, yeah. and, and I, I try to give them a visual. And I, I, I certainly try to, to uplift them. And, 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 you know, what I think of is, you know, think of a, a handful of, of silly putty or, or, or Play-Doh or whatever. And it, as the government tightens their grip, more slides through the fingers. <laughs> yeah. And, and I see that happening now. I, you know, People are waking up in, in in different ways, and, and that's kind of what this is about. And I want to ask you something real quick sure. because we are going to wind down now a little bit. <laughs> but, um, you know, my podcast is called Becoming and Staying Dangerous. Um, I didn't realize you've got T-shirts. <laughs> now, you got – do you, do you have a book coming out? I do. Yeah, you, you have a yeah. book coming out. Yeah, that's called what is it called? Be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that, and um, I tried to get one of the T-shirts, but yeah. they didn't, they didn't have they had small. I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a small Rick. I'm not, so they're going to get more T-shirts. Right, but um, uh, uh, so yeah, I and and that's kind of what this is about, you know, just uh, critical thinking and think yeah. about what's happening. But people can't do that if they're not equipped, if they don't that's know the right. Constitution. Um, I, I carry a copy of the Constitution. Actually, I have several in my car. Uh, there was a, a young lady at the gym the other day who was from Lebanon, and she didn't know anything. I, I was, and and you kind of inspired me to. Do, I, I had a copy of the Constitution. I handed her a copy of the Constitution. So she's equipped now. Love it. Um, and well, you're right. You can't. You can't. Uh, if you don't have the foundation, you don't have the knowledge. Um, you become ignorance on fire, and you and you just rant and rave. You become the mob. Right, so the the difference is that by knowing those things, studying those things, you can channel that frustration and that anger, and you know, make sure that what you're fighting for really is. It, it's it's like when you do civil disobedience, and I I tend to knee jerk react, right? And so this pastor friend of mine, when all the COVID stuff hit, and I was headed up to Chicago to stand with a church up there that Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, Beetlejuice, um, was uh, she was she was going to shut this not only shut this church down, she she threatened them with what they call summary abatement, which is to tear down their church, literally wow. brick by brick, take their church down. And it's these Romanians who came out of communism, and oh. they were like, "We're not shutting our church down. We're still meeting. We're obeying God's word." They were doing social distancing, masks, the whole nine yards, but they were at least meeting, yeah. right? 
And so I said, I'm going to stand with these guys, man. Yeah. So so with my, the boys and me jump in the RV, and we, we're heading up to Chicago to go stand with these guys, and I'm going to speak at their church. And uh, and my buddy, uh, Jim Garlow, I don't know if you know Jim or not, but he's a pastor. He used to be in San Diego and now does a lot of stuff in D.C. Anyway, uh, Jim says, he's like, okay, Rick, when you do civil disobedience, you got to make sure your heart is right, that you're not just being angry, but you're being righteously angry. And the only way you can know if you're being righteously angry is, are you standing for righteousness? Are you actually standing for good? Are you on the side of good? And, and that made, and every since then, that's been what, almost three years. Every since then, I always think about it before I act. I'm like, I need to make sure I'm, I have the knowledge and the wisdom to be standing on the right side of things. Cause it's easy to stand on the right. I mean, listen, the civil war, both sides thought they were, you know, standing for God's principles and all that kind of stuff. So you can be deceived and, and be on the wrong side. And it's so important for us to uh, do what you're talking about, where you're teaching people the Constitution, you're teaching them the principles of truth, so because they want people want to stand up right now, they just don't know what to stand for. So the education piece is huge. Huge. I'll, I'll, do I have time to tell the be dangerous story? Uh, okay. You, be, do you need yeah, to limit no, to thirty? No, I don't know how your podcast. No, I, I'm not going to limit. I'm not going to limit this one. Okay. I may even cut it into two. I don't. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Um, well, and that's why, like, this podcast is about critical thinking, yeah. and and you know, and that's great. In, in, in standing up and being dangerous and, and the, the last podcast I talked about the firearm stuff, yeah, right? Like, yeah. um, you become kind of what you, sometimes you can become what you, you fight, right? Yeah. Like you can become that. Mind, right. And, and, and so it's about mindset and where your heart's at. And, and I, I know there's some, some people that listen to this cause they've asked me and you know, they're like, okay, that's great. I can think for myself and I can, I can think critically, um, but I don't know how all this fits. And that's why I absolutely love you and what you're doing with Patriot Academy, because you have that foundation and, and what this country is about and, and the Constitution and all of those things that matter and, and make, you know, I, I, people tell me all the time, they're like, oh, it can't happen in America. <laughs> and I always ask yeah. them, I said, well, why can't it happen in America? Yeah. Well, because we just won't allow it. Well, if we go by the founding documents, you're right. Yeah. Right. That that if we stick and, and we're just not. Yeah. So tell me the be dangerous story well, and then we'll we'll be done. Yeah. No. I. I um. Man. So many things you, you just said are so so spot on and we could go off on three more. <laughs> we we need a Joe Rogan uh, time frame of there three, we go. three hours. Well, we, look, we can we'll, we can we'll, go we'll have on. to do it again. Yeah. Um, well, what what happened was I I got and and actually I'll, I'll start with this. I I was I was driving in East Texas of all places. And I drive by this this massive distribution center for a massive lumberyard, and uh, and I grew up, I, you know, I was I grew up in in construction, and I worked at a lumberyard in high school, and that's all. all the, I didn't so, know so, that. Yeah. yeah so okay. I, so so, and that's somewhat dangerous work sometimes. Yeah. You know, you're you're dealing with some 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 crazy stuff. Anyway, I, I, I'm drive by, and the marquee sign at at, at this lumberyard said, "Safety is our highest value." And Jeff, I had to pull over and throw up, I think. I, I mean, no, I didn't quite go that, but, but I thought safety is our highest value. And this was only about a month after Uvalde. Uh, and, and all I could think was if safety is your highest value, you'll cower in the hallway with a ballistic shield and a bulletproof vest and another hundred officers while a maniac is murdering children on the other side. And that, cause that commander's highest value that day was safety instead of virtue instead of life instead of those things that really are value safety can be a goal i'm not against like having safety measures in a in a dangerous work environment right but when that's your highest value and it drives everything you'll cower at home from a virus you got a 99.9 percent 
chance of survival from. This safetyism thing is killing America. And it also causes people to ask government to protect them constantly and regulate, you know, things to, to, to the point where you have no freedom. So that that was, you know, something that really st- stuck in my mind. And and then I combined that with what happened when we were coming back from one of these firearms trainings. We, we, we had been six months without being able to do a class because of all the shutdowns. So COVID hits in March. We canceled, had to cancel all of our classes. Finally, we sue the governor of Nevada to be able to have a class. Now, this this jack wagon wanted us to go in 113 degree weather outside train people on firearms with masks in 113 degree weather <laughs> and be six feet apart now that's not safe right you got you know how our classes are right i bring yeah. people that have never touched a gun in their life that you know you need to be right there by yeah. them as uh, you know i'm gonna be close yeah you're gonna, gonna be, be close. close yeah so so we sued and we finally beat him and we were able to have a class well we get 300 people come in from all over the country they haven't been around other people for five months right they've been locked in their houses basically so they're crying as they hug each other and have fellowship. It was a phenomenal class. Well, then we're headed home. And my boys, as you you know them well, um, I raised them right. They they drive 25 hours back and forth from Texas to Nevada to do this class because they refuse to put a mask on. Um, so they're driving back home. I have to fly uh, to go do mission work behind enemy lines in California. And so I'm going to do a constitution class in California. Well, I'm getting on the plane. Did you have any pistachios? Uh, I did. Yeah, I learned from you. <laughs> I had my no, no. Remember, I switched from the first time you told me that I did pistachios, and then I switched to chocolate covered pomegranates. There you go. Um, so anyway, so I'm I'm about to get on the plane, and I'm texting my boys. And you know how when you leave, you say, "Hey, hey, buddy, be safe," or "Safe travels," or whatever. And you do that with your kids, especially. And so I'm typing to my kids, "Be safe." And before I hit send, I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, for five months, everybody stayed at home and done nothing. I'm thinking about all of these safetyism and all the overreaction of government and everything. And I, I just, I'm, I'm looking at that be safe thing and I'm like, I'm sick and tired of being safe. So right on the spot, delete, 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 be dangerous. Nice. Dangerous to the enemy, dangerous to apathy and an absolutely existential threat to tyranny. Send oh, that to them, oh. turn around and I copy it and paste it, send it to a buddy of mine. I say, look what I just sent my boys. He goes, oh, my gosh, that's so good. We're going to make a T-shirt. So, I was going to say, it's on the back <laughs> of the T-shirt. The back of the I t-shirt. love that. So, but that philosophy after that, I was like, and I always tell people, I'm not talking about being silly. I'm talking about being dangerous to the enemy, to being the terror to the terrorists, yeah. defending the defenseless. And and having that, I mean, you think you know you know enough history to know nothing about American exceptionalism happened because we played it safe. No. We've been dangerous throughout our history. Ronald Reagan said when the space shuttle exploded in 1986, and he spoke to the school kids that night, he said, "The future does not belong to the faint-hearted; it belongs to the brave." Yeah. We will not be the land of the free if we don't become the home of the brave again. And that means being dangerous. And so I think the name of your podcast is perfect. I think this is a, I think this is catching on too. You know, Jordan Peterson is starting to use that language. There's a lot of people that have figured out we've been so safe that we've lost our love of freedom and our willingness to sacrifice and our willingness to like, you know, be dangerous when necessary, have that ability to be dangerous, but have it under control. And it's the whole Jesus. I mean, Jesus did not say meekness did not mean weakness. No. I mean, he was not weak. No. Meekness no, no. is strength under control. It's having the ability. This guy fashioned the whip himself and went into the temple and <laughs> drove that. them out, I right? Love that story. Turned love over that. tables and he assaulted people. Uh, you know, so, I mean, he could be dangerous when he needed to, and we need to be so as well. Yeah. Well, I got that from, like, everybody telling me during the, the co. I just started saying it, and, and, um, Mine's not quite as as, as good, but it, it's a construction theme. Really, I was at a, I think I was at a subway shop or something, or I saw the picture. It's a famous picture. The guys on the the steel girder, 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the, like, the, the, the nobody's bump, wearing bump, a bump yes, cap. Yes, they're, yes, they're, yes. They, they don't have rubber soled shoes, right? Like they're leather soled shoes. It had to be like slick. Um, you know, I'm sure they're smoking unfiltered <laughs> cigarette. Like, and I'm like, these were dangerous dudes. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm thinking about the guys who stormed the beaches Amen. in Normandy. Amen. And I'm like, those were dangerous dudes. Yeah, and um, you know, this country was built by dangerous men the, and women. The guys we were talking about at Lexington, think yeah, about that. They're, those, they you were talking about be dangerous. Outnumbered 11 to 1. You know, I'm a Texan. The Alamo, they're outnumbered 40 to 1. There's yeah. 32 guys from Gonzales that fight their way into the Alamo knowing they're going to die for wow. freedom. One of those guys was 16 years old. I mean, they, they talk about be dangerous. Yeah. I mean, that I mean, we 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 settled the west. We did all of these things in our history that were absolutely dangerous. And we've had it so good for so long. We're spoiled rotten and we're getting soft and i and and honestly just to say to the men out there soft men invites tyranny i mean we we are literally by raising up a bunch of soft kids we're inviting tyranny to take over our country we've got to teach our kids that doesn't mean teach them to be jerks the real man has that power and that ability to be dangerous keeps it under control and then when necessary can launch you know, I love that you brought that in because I, I've kind of been sucked into this masculine, feminine energy kind of thing. So yeah. I'm going to be doing some podcasts on that as well. And, yeah. and you know, it, it is, it's biblical. Men need to take that lead. Yeah. And I think the lack of strong men, and that, to me, that's what feminism is all about, yeah. to create weak men. And that's what has allowed this to happen. Yeah. And the and, confusion um, it causes yeah. me, once you confuse that that's why I'm so against this whole transgender thing because it's literally it's it's against the laws of nature nature's God and you have all kinds of biblical reasons as well but even if you're not a believer and you don't believe the Bible and you don't believe even believe there's a God you just look into nature and you can go wow this is not good you're you're confusing <laughs> basic science and effeminity in 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 our young men is is very dangerous They're the wrong kind of dangerous it's 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 uh, it, it destroys. The family unit it destroys the ability for the culture to, to to reproduce and to and to build strong families, which are the nuclear po- uh, political unit. It shakes its fist. At, we're literally shaking our fist at God and saying, "We don't care what you created. Uh, we're going to destroy it." And 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 you know, uh, um, I'm not going to name him, but a very famous guy was telling me just the other day, um, you know, that he sees this as it's like suicide for them. Uh, over time, they're they're oh, literally yeah. trying to destroy their body, destroy themselves, and instead of loving, truly loving them, and bringing them out of that, we we make it worse uh, with the things that we're doing. So anyway, that's a whole other topic. But yeah, it, I'm maybe, so glad maybe, you're talking maybe, male and female because that's important. Yeah, it is. It is, and um, and and I think that there's a a an actual agenda to confuse. And, oh yeah, and and like um, it's it's amazing. And, and and like you said, it's a topic for another day. Yeah, I know you're gonna have to get to. Uh, we're gonna do some speeches. It's and, gonna and be stuff. great. Man. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Mark again, yeah. um, and and I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have him on a podcast Do it, as man. well. Do it. Uh, he You'll just couldn't it. make it happen this and week. And Brad Stein, I'll connect. Uh, I'll, you. Yeah, connect yeah. me with Brad Stein. That would be awesome. And um, uh, you know, Rick, I am I am thrilled to have you here, and uh, it's good to see you. Like I, I just saw you like a I week know. ago on the range. Our favorite place to be. Actually, this is a pretty cool place to be right here. At the yeah, Lions, it, but, this yeah. is a very cool place to be, and um, I, I'm so happy to see you here. And uh, I love the work you're doing. And Thank like you, I bro. said. Um, you know, keep listening to the podcast, you know, get those critical thinking skills, do all of that. But without the the education from Patriot Academy, without that education and knowing what, where we came from, yeah. right, where where our, our, our base is uh, and, and what the laws say and what the Constitution says, um, you can think 
clearly all day long, and you don't know the rules of the game. So, well, it's it's a. Uh, I'll close with uh, my part. I'll close with this quote, um, and it's and it's George Mason, who Colonel Mason was critical to the founding. He helped frame the Constitution. He's known as the father of the Bill of Rights. He's one of the few guys that refused to sign the Constitution because it did not ban the slave trade and it didn't put the Bill of Rights in and, uh, from the beginning. But he then turned around and, and fought for for those things. And, and he said that no free government nor the blessings of liberty can be preserved to any people but by a frequent recurrence to fundamental principles. So here we are talking about how much we love freedom. And we want to pass it to our kids. We're willing to sacrifice for it. None of that happens. We don't have freedom if we don't do spring training, if we don't come back to the fundamental principles. All, you know, just every year, come back, spend time every year in the, in the founding principles, learn the truth, and then you'll know what to fight for. We need to learn truth and defend that truth and fight for that truth. Absolutely. And um, PatriotAcademy.com, by the way. PatriotAcademy.com. Yeah, hey, get that in there. And come see Jeff and me together at one of our uh, constitutional defense courses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 and I love this because, uh, you know, in, in my field, firearms training, everybody wants to do the cool stuff, right? Like, and, and, and just like, just like when the laws and, and you got to go, it's the fundamentals. That's right. If you talk to, if you talk to the Navy SEALs or whatever, nobody's better at those basic fundamentals. That's right. And if you that's don't a, have that's those. That's a great analogy. You're right. If you don't have those, you can't do, you, you certainly can't do the, the shooting stuff. Yeah. Somebody's going to get hurt. Especially right? when the pressure's on. Think about it. Yeah. That's, that's a really good analogy, Jeff, because if you, you know, if, you, if you're not doing the physical training on firearms and you end up in a situation, you're not going to respond well. You're not going to shoot well. You're not going to do all, same with freedom, same, if we're not. If we don't have that training, that that knowledge, then when tyranny attacks or when tyranny comes, you don't even recognize it as tyranny. I mean, that's yeah. what happened in COVID. Because we didn't know these truths, we didn't do the training, we weren't prepared, we weren't even able to respond. Yeah, I, I had so many people tell me, that. oh, well, the government says it's the law, I have to, right. you know. And, no, you know, that's unconstitutional. That's that's, right. that's not, you. It's, uh, send, them, un- send them schoolhouse rocks. I'm a bill from Capitol Hill. <laughs> You know, get back to basics. So, yeah. so Patriot Academy is schoolhouse rock right. on steroids. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's good. Um, <laughs> you'll learn how a bill happens. Yeah. And uh, Rick, man, it's been absolutely amazing to see you here. I'm going to get it. to hear you speak in just a few minutes, you and Mark. And um, uh, thank you very much you for, bet, for taking the time. Uh, I love you, man. My and, pleasure. Uh, remember, folks, always, always stay dangerous.